and welcome back to Quest and Show, a play podcast where each week a new adventurer steps up to fix a broken kingdom. I'm the host and Game Master James, and who is joining us to embark on today's adventure? Hey all, it's me, Spicy Chicken God. Spicy, welcome to Quest and Show. How are you doing? I'm doing good. Good. I'm glad to glad to hear it. Um how I was about to say how would you do <laughs> I don't even know why I was about to say Oh <laughs> Oh dear, I'm corpsing already, uh, which is good because of the character that you're playing, but uh, what would the people at home know you for, or what would you like them to know you for? Oh man, uh, well I've bounced from genre to genre, uh, I did Space Station 13 Let's Plays and Tutorials, Oh wow! and then I've done reviews, and now I'm like trying to move into machinima, so uh, video soon when uh, life slows down, oh. expect a Cruelty Squad review in maybe like a month, maybe oh. a week. That's cool. What kind of uh, what kind of games are you, what kind of games are you using Machinima for at the moment? I'm working on a Courier's Mind for Fallout New Vegas, and uh, oh. I'm trying to make sure it doesn't turn into like a narrative let's play type deal. So I mm. literally took a year to script out exactly how I wanted to go down, and then I boot up the game. Something glitches out, and it's like, all right, time to rewrite that section. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. So yeah, uh, it's it's getting really hard to pass off flying legionnaires as a. Uh, hallucinations <laughs> <laughs> i quite like that because yeah because obviously like in your head you can map it out and be like yeah no this is my yeah. vision this is how i want to do it yeah, and then it's like gonna be beautiful you, you get into it and the what is it game buyer or what it, or game brio or yeah it's it's game brio it's like a because like i i opened up geck before to like yeah. modify it a little bit and it is like a weird hacked together game brio that's like five parts Oblivion, three parts Fallout 3, wow. two parts whatever Obsidian threw together. <laughs> yeah, that... <laughs> it is. It is weird. It is a weird engine. No, because I always remember the thing with um, Fallout 3, which is like whenever you get in like a car or a train car or whatever, and it's like, right, how we how do we make this work? Oh, let's just make the train a hat and just put the character just, in the floor. Yeah. Yeah. Just have a little man run you all the way to the uh to the enclave base. Yeah, like a guy just running as quickly as a train just pushing you down uh. there. <laughs> it is funny though. So I guess like cuz obviously yeah, you're looking at kind of machinima stuff and you're using Fallout yeah. New Vegas as a base, which is obviously an RPG game. What's your uh what's kind of your background in regards to role playing stuff and I guess even tabletop stuff? What's your um what do you come from with that? Uh so many, many, almost a decade ago at this point. Yeah. Uh, I always knew about tabletop in high school. My uh, friend got a hold of that uh, Redbox D and D release. Oh, cool! And yeah. so, so uh, we had like a quote-unquote anime club. It wasn't really. It was uh, all of us sitting in there making fun of sword art online, like you do. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and uh, my my friend was all making jokes about like, hey, the rigidity in the rooms about to go up and he pulled out the red box of D&D and I was sold on it from the get-go but the problem is it only came with four character sheets and there was eight of us oh no and he didn't know how to play D&D so what did so he... the campaign it, it fell apart immediately <laughs> okay <laughs> <laughs> uh and then a few years after that uh Spoonie had like that uh counter monkey series and that's what really got me into tabletop yeah uh so I downloaded pdfs of like cyberpunk and all that oh cool uh and then then i i tried to run a game of like cult 
sorry call of cthulhu like yeah. seventh edition when that came out oh wow and uh yeah it's not the easiest game to start off with no I... it's percentile dice and it's a horror atmosphere <laughs> yeah and obviously it's based on <laughs> but... lovecraft where it's about like because obviously yeah. D is about oh we're adventures we're going off and we're solving stuff or obviously call of cthulhu is like yeah. uh you start here and it's then like... things get worse as it goes on but, yeah, you're not expected to survive, and when mm. you're like trying to play with like your your little kid siblings, it, it doesn't work. Oh God, no! But yeah, that that's it's it's basically just been me stumbling from like weird niche RPG to weird niche RPG, and uh, haven't actually gotten to play D and D yet. Ironically enough, that's funny. <laughs> have you out out of the stuff have you that you've played? Have you got like any particular favorites or? Uh, definitely Cyberpunk. Yeah, like some... uh, Cyberpunk 2020. Yeah. If you. If you've read it or played it, I haven't. No, I haven't had a ch like. Obviously, I know like that's what twenty seventy seven is based on, and so like I know, like I know it's like that and net, uh, not Netrunner. Um, oh God, I can't. Remember. Yeah, uh, Netrunner, the uh, card game is actually yeah, it's based on Cyberpunk. It, it's oh weird. yeah, it was like the spinoff card game that just took off for some reason. That's surprising. In like the nineties. But, like, obviously I know that that and whatever the book that Johnny Mnemonic's based on, like, those are all, like, the yeah. crowning things of, like, cyberpunk and oh, whatever. Yeah. But. It's it's funny, because uh, my friend, uh, sh uh, they, uh, they, they were telling me when they were reading through the book to make their character, they're like, there's a lot of, like, 2000 AD in this. And I looked up 2000 AD, I'm like, oh, this is Judge Dredd. And yeah. then it clicked. <laughs> No, it does. It yeah. is like it is funny. Like a lot of yeah. people think that, like you know, cyberpunk kind of came from yeah. you know the nineteen eighties and people writing about yeah. you know kind of. But like, no, two thousand AD, like really late seventies, kind of you know, Thatcherite Britain stuff. And it's like, oh no, I yeah, like this is where it all kind of boils down to. Because because uh, because I know like twenty seventy seven is like extremely controversial for being this weird jank game mm. and. It's 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 interesting coming at it from somebody who's read the source material and thinking that it wasn't weird enough in the yeah. actual game, because uh, in like in like twenty twenty, uh, you have like exotics which are furry people, like legitimate furry people that really? Mike Pondsmith put in the game because he knew it, it, it'd freak out a friend of his that didn't like furries, and <laughs> it was in the like the nineties when like anime and furry culture was just like out and out unknown. Like Mike Mike Pondsmith. He's like the he's the original OG when it comes to a lot of like weird niche fandom stuff that's kind of popular nowadays. Really? Uh yeah, there's like a reference to Lum Invader in like oh. one of the books. Yeah. Uh but yeah, no, there's like it it goes deep into like weird nerd culture stuff that is just now taking off it's, or it, like it's known about now. It's kinda like what it was like wildly ahead of its time, like even yeah. as even as something which was like I mean I guess it's not speculative fiction, but it was kind of like it is set in this post future kind of setting yeah. if. Yeah. Yeah, it's 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 interesting. It's really fun. I wish more people would read the books so that when they play twenty seventy seven they go Where's the exotics? <laughs> why is why are there only three classes that I can play as, why and why are they all kind of the same? <laughs> why why is it only solos? Yeah. Where's the net runners? Ugh. Oh man, we could have we could have had full on virtual reality video game stuff in there. Oh well, it is what it is. It is what it is. Hey, we got uh, System Shock for that. You can go in VR in that. That's good enough. Heck yeah. 
Yeah, baby. Fly around with page up, page down, baby. <laughs> yeah. Use the whole keyboard. Oh, God. That is the one thing that I always think about with, like, old-fashioned games like System Shock, where it was, like, every key on your keyboard did something, and you had to use... Oh like, God. like Thief is the best example of that, where it's like, yeah, you can use WAS to go, like, forward and left and right, but then we have extra keys for going slightly forward, slightly left, slightly right, and it's like, this is a bit much. I don't, I don't really it's, get it's, all uh, this. The fun part is, is that if you, uh, the forward lean, that seems like it's not going to be useful at all. Forward lean, you can lean around corners and glitch yourself literally around a wall and box somebody up, uh, upside the head like it's Tom and Jerry. That's... It's, it's kind of funny. You can get right in their face with it. That's it's amazing. Great. Oh, God. Uh, I love the 90s. I, 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 do, <laughs> I, I, do, I do miss, like, elements of, like, 90s games. Just that kind of, like, that early preface. Like... Not even like early 3D. This was still. This was kind of like. Yeah. Oh, we've got, we've now got the point of like shaded polys and stuff like that, so we can be a little bit yeah. more luxurious with this. But they hadn't you quite got... ironed it out. Yeah, it's like that the, the pioneering age of like, okay, we're gonna make it realistic to the point that half the mechanics don't work, but we're not gonna worry about it. It's just going to add tone. It's going to add it. Yeah, no, it's that very kind yeah. of like old school, like almost D&D mentality of, well, we have like all these features and systems in it where some of them are probably going to like rub up against each other and whatever, but they're there if people want to use them, which not everyone yeah. is going to, but. Uh. That's kind of like, that's kind of like what I liked about 2077. Yeah. Because it was, it was obscenely broken to the point that every build was viable if you knew crafting how to break it mm. and then there's also the fact that you could <laughs> there's a glitch in the game that got patched out uh basically you'd activate slow-mo you'd crouch a bunch of times and then you could literally just be hop down the street it was a lot of that's fun amazing. but now it's gone <laughs> <laughs> oh they should have kept it in they should have just wrote they rather than patching it out they should have just written it into the law yeah exactly that's how people get around in 2077 so. <laughs> cars are cars are plebeian <laughs> the, the real yeah. the real connoisseurs of movement know how to how to speed boost using slow motion yeah exactly they got special <laughs> tech in their legs such as blast everywhere yeah <sighs> i love the future i love the future <laughs> speaking of which uh how how much do you know about quest and show how because uh, yeah because this is the second season now and obviously uh one of the reasons why you're here is that you know we want to get some new guests and we want to get some new blood but uh, how much? Uh, how much? Uh, how much do you know about it? What what previously happened uh, and stuff like that? I have watched half of the first season. Watched. I've listened to half of the first season. Sorry, I was in the theater of the mind when I was watching it. Oh, of course. Uh, <laughs> I got to. I want to say the wizard character in episode five. Ah, yeah. And I was listening to it on Spotify on my car rides between home and work. Yeah. And then things got really busy, so I'd just zone out and listen to the motor soundtrack in between uh, <laughs> commutes. Uh, but yeah, no, I, I I liked a lot of the characters, and it was a lot of fun listening to it. Okay. Uh, I think I think Snake being the introduction of of how far you can go with it was pretty good. I think that's the one. <laughs> I think it's the one thing that I like. That yeah, it's a good push for Quest and Show. It's just like this is this is where you this is where you can start, and this is where you can go with it. So yeah, hopefully we'll get a bit of that today. But I guess I'll explain yeah. then, because obviously you've been you've listened to previous episodes. But you know, some people might be here who like your stuff and may not have listened to previous yeah. episodes of Question Show. So just to explain to people at home. 
Uh, so before we started, Spicy came up with a character who will be tasked with solving this ish episode's issue at hand. Or making it worse. We don't know yet. <laughs> Let's obviously see what happens. <laughs> Maybe he'll create his own issues. We don't know. But basically over the course of this adventure, I'll describe settings, characters, and situations. And then it'll be basically up to Spicy to tell me how they'd like to proceed with their actions. And most of the time, these actions won't be challenged. However, there may be opportunities where they'll want to take the advantage, say, get a drop on somebody or parlay for a better deal, or times where they have to defend themselves, either through a little bluffing or combat. And during these occasions, they'll be asked to roll two six-sided dice, and for each small advantage that their character has, such as their gear or special abilities, or any downsides, such as maybe their history, or like if they've taken any harm, will add or remove ones or twos from the final result. Um, basically, high numbers lead to great results, and spicy. What do you think happens when we roll low numbers in question show? Uh, things get vastly more interesting. Yeah, that's how I say it. They don't get worse; they get more interesting. So, uh, do you have a two d six on you? Yes, I do. I got uh, I got some like slime colored dice, and oh, I cool. stole another thing from like Monopoly. Oh, very nice. Uh, do you want to do a lucky roll now to see what kind of uh, game you might be in for? Oh yeah, heck yeah. Let's 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 do this. All right. Gotta give it some magic. All right. Let's see. Three, five. I got an eight. Hey, there we go. That is uh, that is a mixed success. Which hey, that like that is. That is a good place to be on Quest and Show, which is you kind of get what you want, but there is going to be a complication with it. So, I think that's uh, that seems that seems pretty on with hopefully what happens next. All right. Um, and uh, to listeners at home, uh, the rules and the system are links in the post below, as are any links to Spicy's uh, social media and uh, YouTube stuff. But I suppose with that out of the way. Is there anything you want to say before we get into the adventure proper? Uh, I actually haven't given it a name to his little restaurant yet, but uh, eat there. E eat it. Eat at Richie's restaurant. Eat at Richie's restaurant. Eat at Richie's. There we go. That sounds pretty good. <laughs> All right. And I guess with that then. Oh, and one last thing. Although obviously you know this, and we've kind of alluded to it a little bit, which is. Keep in mind that all actions that you perform uh, this episode aren't just going to affect your adventure. They're going to affect every adventure going forward, as previous adventures did with this one. So try and keep that in mind with your decision making. <laughs> Whether that's a good thing or a bad thing. I'm just imagining the telltale, <laughs> like, your actions and decisions will have consequences in future episodes. Uh, James, the, <laughs> James the GM will remember that, yeah. <laughs> Everyone will remember this. Nobody like. oh, I'm trying to remember what, uh, is it Fallout or whatever? It's just like, nobody liked that. <laughs> yeah, it was like, everyone hated that. Everyone hated that. <laughs> <laughs> and so with that, let's go to a place out of time. Oh no. Oh no, I got that wrong. Sorry. With that, let's oh, go no, to our land out of time and out of place as we begin in the kingdom of Trotlaria. Now, before we quite get into Trotlaria, we should probably introduce who you are playing 
in the land of Chutlera. Spicy. So, all right. what is their name? And this is very important to me, because I want to know how you pronounced it. You know, it's funny, I had the pronunciation down last week, but now it's like, for some reason I said, oh, yeah, French name, that's pretty fantasy. So, <laughs> it's Richie de Langin, or Langin? It's some it's something like that. Okay. Or we can just get there. we can call him L Argent if you want. The funny thing is, is that that's how I was saying it. But uh, okay, so let's go with Rich, Richie Delajon, yeah. Yeah, Delajon. Yeah, that sounds fancy. Delajon. <laughs> Delajon. And how would you describe um how how would you describe him? What is um what is Richie Delajon? Uh, he is a skeleton. He's got glowing red eyes, and okay. when he's on business, he he wears his powdered wig or toque. Oh, very nice. <laughs> yes, he he knows how to. He he's an entrepreneur of sorts. Oh, lovely. Uh, and what is this entrepreneurial? I mean, what what is his story? Who who is Richie Delajean? Where did he come from? Right. Where is he now? Richie is a uh, he's an ancient immortal whose immortal magic was powered by the greed of men and the wealth of royals. Which is the problem, because currency is technically based on societal norms in the honor system. So being an ancient tomb delver, the treasures he usually plundered eventually became devalued, as the kingdom's coinage was no longer recognized. <laughs> so they moved to a fiat currency. Yeah. <laughs> they, uh, they moved on. Everybody's like, he's like, hey, is your coin still backed by rye? And everyone's just looking at him like, no, <laughs> absolutely <laughs> what, not. What year are you from? <laughs> when were you? When? When? No. When? When? Did, not when were you were born. When did you die? Yeah. <laughs> when did you die? I don't know. Like four million years ago. <laughs> <laughs> when did they invent the cart? Some sometime around then. I was hit by one. He's fascinated by round wheels. They only had square oh, really? ones when he He's was never... alive. He's never seen one before. Um, so what's uh, so, but what's he doing now then? If he's no longer powered by um, by coinage and stuff, what, what's, uh, what's uh, his... so yeah? Since since a lot of the stuff that he collected, like quartz, isn't really as valuable as it used to be, he uh, took what money actually had value, and he went to liberal arts school for culinary, uh, oh, like, lovely. for food. Yeah, you know, he he knows how to bake now. Uh, and he took the rest of that money and invested it into a failing bake shop. And he, with with the very last few coins, he resurrected some farmers outside of town from the graveyard. And now he's staffed his little his little bakery hand pie shop with oh. the mob of the dead. Oh God. Yeah, so he, he's looking to franchise. It, it's kind of a, it's kind of working out because the thing is that zombies don't really they don't care about getting paid. They oh no, they're, they're, they're just happy to be there. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah, they they just they just want good health insurance, so when their arms fall off, they can just get put back on. God. <laughs> <laughs> Don't so, worry, they get dental. Oh, that's good because yeah, because I think dental records are probably the only thing they still have to hand as dead people. So that's good. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so what? <laughs> so what would you say his skill set is then? What, what's his free special? Th- what What are the three things that he's good at? Uh, he's very good at commanding people. He's yeah. a, he's a naturally dead leader. All he's, right. he's a pretty persuasive, persuasive guy. And of course, he's a great baker. Of course. He's <laughs> number one with a bullet, he is very good at baking. And oh, yes. <clears throat> what would you say his expertise is? Oh, you know, the dark arts. The dark arts. So... 
warlock magic and other you know, nasty like forms. like you know you know necromancy you of know, course summoning the dead communing with the evil absolutely. all the good stuff of course absolutely and on a day-to-day basis what does he usually take with him what what's his loadout uh, he usually has his a uh, bag of fabulous riches, you of know, his, his coins that he's made from his bake shop. Because you know, this is a little bit more steady income than than robbing tombs for a living. Of course. And uh, he has his little phylactery of, of voices. So what is so, that? So what is his phylactery of voices then? What is? So it is a it is a little, little jar that has just a bunch of souls in it, and he he swallows them up like a little gumball. Oh. To change his voice so he appears l- a lot less threatening than he looks. That's oh, I like that. That is interesting. Because I, I was thinking about it, it's like, well, he's supposed to be a businessman. He's supposed to be pretty persuasive. I don't think anybody would really approach him unless he sounded a little bit, you know, less intimidating. Yeah, so, so yeah, that's that's the idea. Okay, all right. I think I think I I think I got a pretty good idea of him. And essentially, what I will say is this: is that Richie, obviously, he has turned into an entrepreneur and has decided to start yeah. his business. And he has decided to start his business in a place where all opportunities can be made in the kingdom, which is, of course, Trotalera City, just in the shadow, of course, of uh, Trotalera Castle, which is currently ruled over by King Pratt. Uh, Old Richie has set himself up there with his bakery. He's got his undead staff always working for him. And business has been interesting, is all I will say. He does get some (laughs) steady work, but it's mostly commission-based stuff. As in, occasionally he will get offers to do large bakes for certain events or stuff like that. Where he mostly struggles is in day-to-day turnover, as we kind of <laughs> start the scene there, because it is currently lunchtime in Trotlera, which should be when he is getting most of his business. But most of his business, unfortunately, comes from people not from Trotlera, as coming into his bakery are two travelling dwarves. They have got uh, large bags on their back. Uh, They are looking around and they are hoping for something to eat. What do they see as they head in to Richie's? Hang on, the Discord cut out. (laughs) Oh, how much much was cut out? uh, I heard two dwarves walk in and see. Okay, uh, yeah, what do they see as they head into Richie's? Oh, what do they see? Okay, so they they walk in, there's like a little display case, it's got some like hand pies in it, you know. They got like cheeses, some meats, and like some fruits, some cloves of garlic hanging from the ceiling. Yeah. And obviously, you can see into the kitchen where there's just a bunch of undead shuffling around, kneading dough, and very limply putting, putting pies into the stone oven that they got in the back. So these two dwarves then, a man and a woman, they're having a look in there, looking at the meat pies and looking at the cheese. And oh, these are fabulous. Oh, I've never, never seen such a thing before. Except that the woman is, there's something on her nose and she's like, mm, I don't know, there's some, I don't know, there's something a bit stinky about this brie. It's not quite right. And he's like, that's not brie, that's cheddar. And she looks out <laughs> the corner of her eye and she sees that corpses are making food in the other room. 
you may be losing a sale here, Richie. So what would you like to do to try and save I, this? I, I swoop up behind him and I say, ah, Hello, lovely ladies and gentlemen. Oh, they are. They don't look happy about that. They are. They look. They look a bit shocked that there is a skeleton in a powdered rig working at this place. <laughs> oh, you. You don't look satisfied. What? Oh, what seems to be the problem? Eyes. Oh, uh, uh, Ah, uh, there's nothing. We just came in for all. Uh, it's fine. It's listen. It's fine. Um, he looks at his wife and he's like, "Yeah, we we we, we, we just popped our head and we smelled something nice, but we we, we got to go. I'm sorry." <laughs> I, I I I leap over the counter and I go, "Hang on, hang on, wait." And I, I take out my little phylactery and I I swallow one of the little orbs and I say, <laughs> "Hello, how do you do?" Roll, let's start rolling. Roll 2d6 and we're going to add one for persuasion and one for your uh, flattery of voices to see if this convinces them to stick around. This is too weird for them. Uh, I got a, is it a nine? No, it's six and a three. Oh, six and a three. Pl- um, but, that, but plus two, that is 11. Okay. So that weird voice that just came out of a skeleton's mouth and him being like, no, come around, stick around, don't be good. Um, they are, they're not staying because you've convinced them, but they're staying because you have terrified them. The husband nods up and down. And he's like, yeah, I guess we could get something. It's just something small. Uh, what would you recommend? I, I personally recommend the, uh, we have a very nice... Pepperoni pies here on this, this table, and he he cradles one of the hand pies. And he goes, oh, I, I heard from the mortals that come and shop here that it is very delectable. Uh, the wife looks out the window, seeing that business is just moving by, and she goes, <laughs> You get many mortals in here? Uh, kinda. <laughs> <laughs> The two, the two look at each other awkwardly as they head over to your pepperoni pie. Um, they are impressed with it, though. It is, it is well made, despite the fact that it is made by the undead. <laughs> the undead. Um, the husband just like looks at it and he's like, "Ah, uh, yeah, we'll get two then. Two to go." All right, that will be uh. Thirteen, uh, what, what's the currency in the Toronto area? Uh, uh, gold coins. Oh, just gold coins? Yeah. That'll be thirteen gold coins. He looks at his wife and then looks back at the pepperoni pie and he's just like, It's a bit steep, isn't it, for a pepperoni pie? Eleven coins. <laughs> <laughs> the husband starts moving his hand back and forth to be like, No, a little bit, little bit less here, come on. <sighs> All right, seven, seven gold coin. No, three, three gold coins. Okay, they t- he he awkwardly hands over the three gold coins to you, then and takes it. I I, I hand yeah I hand him the pepperoni pies. Uh, the two of them don't stick around though. So you can actually see them out the window. 
testing it and tasting it, but knowing that the undead made it, they just <laughs> throw both of them away. Uh, he, he he spits out the voice into his little phylactery and he just leans up against a wall trying to hold back his crocodile tears. One of the zombies from the kitchen comes out and says, Sir, I can smell you crying. Is everything okay? I, I don't get it. Mortals love food. I don't understand why they don't like ours. He pats you on the shoulder, causing his arm to come disconnected from his elbow, which he then puts back on. I don't understand either, boss. You're such a wonderful cook. Maybe they just need the opportunity to see you. They just need the opportunity to taste it. They're very judgmental here. I was told that Trottelara was the land of dreams. He hugs around you in a in a big bear hug to try and calm you down. <laughs> and you notice basically this is how the rest of the day is, is that you occasionally get rubber neckers sticking in, but you know, your appearance and the zombies kind of puts them off before they ever get to eat anything. Um, a scribe boy does eventually come in and give you mail, and there is talk of Actually, it's a it's another bit of bad news, unfortunately, that the um, Dekio Summer Ball, who had commissioned you to do some work, have decided to go with another provider as a result. Even though they haven't seen your appearance, although they did find it surprising that you did roll the amount that all your food costs. <laughs> but you do notice something interesting throughout the day, is that there are the same... People occasionally do come past your bakery and are looking in. And eventually, as business winds down and it gets to end of day, two people come in. Uh, They are both half-elves who are dressed in black trench coats and pork pie hats. And they are looking at your wares, but they're not currently saying anything. I... (laughs) I, I walk out in, in, to the counter. I go, "Hey, fellas, what did you uh, like? Some pork pies, maybe?" They look over at you, and <laughs> I'm, I'm just sulking behind the counter. They look at you and they go, uh, yeah, we're uh, we're definitely in the business for something. Uh, pork might be part of it, but um, one of them goes over to the door, and I assume you have like an open or closed sign. I imagine it's like a big smiley yeah. skeleton head or something. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah it's 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 literally like yeah, it's like a it's like a skeleton dancing when we're open, and then he's like he has a little nightcap on when we're closed. When it, when it's closed, it's him sleeping in a dirt bed with a with a headstone for a pillow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he got it. He got it at the local pawn shop. It was a, it was a steal. They literally gave it to him. <laughs> <laughs> they were terrified. <laughs> um, he turns that, um, one of the half-elves then turns that around, closing your store, as the other one leans on the counter, looking at you in your, your no eyes, and says, uh, uh, Richard Delage, right? Yes, that is me. 
you uh got a pretty interesting place here, don't you? I suppose. However, I was told that interesting means it's a gimmick thing. You know, <laughs> like the carts they have outside where they have like the 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 almighty demon burger or something like that. And it's incredibly I thought it was gonna work. <laughs> he just he slams on his table and he's like he's like a pouting child at this point. He's just plum giving up. Those boys kind of rub their hands together and they go. Maybe the problem is, Richie, that there's so much business around by here that you're just getting, your customers are just getting taken away from you before you even get a chance to uh, let them get to know you. Because at the end of the day, food should talk to it for itself. You shouldn't judge your pie by its uh, making, now should you? I'd like to imagine as he said that a finger just got snapped off in the dough. <laughs> oh no, he looks <laughs> at the pie and he notices that there is a finger in there that he picks out and throws away. <laughs> what are you saying? What we're saying, Richie, is that uh, you're a guy who needs help and uh, we're guys that need help as well. So how about we help each other out? All right, come into my office, and he, he 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 walks to a door behind the counter, and he opens it up, and inside it is just <laughs> it is a stool, <laughs> a pile of boxes piled up to make makeshift chairs on the other side of this wooden table. There's and a, a single lone candle. There's a there's like a wooden bucket that's collecting rainwater leaking through the roof. <laughs> yes, there is. He has he has a pile of books. And all of them are how to conduct business. <laughs> <laughs> they have a look up and it's like, uh, you've been hitting the books, eh, Richie? Don't seem like they've been helping you much, though. Yes, it appears that the scholars of your time are... The conmen. <laughs> <laughs> One of the books is called, like, Business for Boneheads. Which you're, like, she, like, he, like, Richie's just got covered in, like, yellow highlighter and stuff because he assumed that was aimed at him. <laughs> yeah, for people, for liches trying to go straight. <laughs> but the thing is, uh, Richie, uh, it's not those books that we're so interested in. It was, uh, some of your old ones. You know, the ones about, uh, necromancy... Resurrection. You remember that? Yes, of course I remember that. I use it every day. Why? Do you want some free workers? You can take some of the staff out of the kitchen. They won't put up much of a fight. Um, the zombies look over kind of upset, but they haven't really got... And then they go back to work because they are automatons. <laughs> he, he, he gets up. He just goes... I didn't mean that. I'm just upset. And he slowly shuts the door to the office. <laughs> they lean back then and kind of rub and kind of like, you know, crack their knuckles a little bit. And they're just like, listen, Richie, we don't need, we, we got plenty of people who can work for us. But it's more so there's one person, one person in particular that we'd like to have a chat to. But wouldn't you know it, he only went and died a couple of months ago, and, uh, well, he ain't speaking so much no more. But that's why you could come in, Richie, because we just want to ask him a couple of questions, you know, bring him back from the other side, see how he's doing and all that. And obviously, you know, necromancy is a little bit illegal, but, you know, we could come so... back up. 
Have you tried, like, a medium? I'm pretty sure they got a few of those. Yeah. Why, why settle for the rest when you can go to the best, hey, Richie? Who, who told you I was here? We know a guy who knows a guy who some hundreds, thousands of years ago, his family may have known your family. And uh, well, let's just say that your name does carry a bit of weight, Richie, in uh, some circles. Can I, can I roll a command roll? Oh, to try and squeeze information out yeah, of this guy. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah, yeah roll uh, 2d6 right. plus 1. Uh, I got a 7. Okay, so an 8. They kind yeah. of lick their teeth and kind of look at you and it's like, we're not really in a position to give names, Richie. So if we tell you our contact, we're going to need to know for certain that you're going to help us. All right? All right. Well, here, I can convince you. He he grabs this little treasure chest, and he plops it on the table, he cracks it open, and, go, and he opens it, and it is covered in cobwebs, and there's, like, a few IOU notes slipped in there. He goes, this is my daily income. <laughs> <laughs> uh, they do notice one name in there, though, which is the name of an old noble house, which, Richie, back when you were still alive, you do remember this name, and they have managed to survive for decades and decades and decades as uh, different families. And the name is Roman Vogler, who they nod and say, well, this is the guy who told us that uh, you still can do necromancy. How much do I remember about Roman? Uh, you probably don't know much about Roman, because he is a recent Vogler. In fact, the only thing that you know happened to the Voglers recently was, uh, they've been a long baronage in, uh, Trotlera until King Pratt kicked them out when, uh... <laughs> King Pratt kicked them out after a certain no. con man came into town and... <laughs> Wanted the Voglers removed, and he wanted to move into the Voglers' house. Uh, a task Riviero, uh, in fact, was the man who did that. Oh no! Alright, well, you know what? He, he opens his office door and he goes into the kitchen, and he tells his, his lead zombie, Just watch the storefront, try not to talk to anybody, just point at what looks good. I'm heading out. Might be gone for two weeks, maybe. <laughs> so, the, so the two half-elves look at you and they go, so you're in then, yeah? I guess. <laughs> Splendid. Well, we gotta work pretty quick because, uh, you know, Decchio police forces, they're breathing down certain necks to try and find out why this guy died. But, uh, hey, we only need him back for a little bit and uh, it won't be any skin on you, all right? He just nods. <laughs> so, poor Richie, you have been conned by these mafiosos into bringing somebody back from the dead. And potentially in return, it sounds like they are going to perform some racketeering to make your business more popular in Shuttle Area. <laughs> It seems fitting. It seems fitting. Um, <laughs> so before you head off, is there any um, preparation that you want to do? Like, is there any kind of things that you need to get for performing a ceremony to bring somebody back from the dead? 
Yeah, since uh, since his staff is currently working and that's the only undead horde he has, mm-hmm. how many graveyards are in Trottolera and which ones are the most secluded that no one's going to look in? Uh, oh, so um, <laughs> there is actually a graveyard outside of Trottolera, which is something of a military graveyard. It's a lot of people who passed away during the fight for um, that established Trottolera back in the days of Uriel Hemlock. So... No one's really touching this place. Alright, he, he claps his hands together and goes, ah, Sounds good. And he, he goes over there to, to raise a small splatoon to accompany him to, uh, to resurrect this noble. Uh, these guys look at... Um, oh, actually, okay, so first things first then. Uh, let's roll to see how effective this army of the undead yeah. is. Roll 2d6 and add one for command and one for the dark arts, a plus two. Alright. Ooh. 3, 6, 8. 8. Oh, wait, yeah, yeah, 8. So 8 plus 2, so we're 10. Yep. These are our four, these are all four. Oh, oh wait, no, no, no. Wait. No, it'd be 8. It'd just be a flat 8. Okay, so it's just a flat 8 then. It's just a flat 8. Some of these were former soldiers, but unfortunately they weren't buried with, say, their armour or their weapons. So, you do have a fighting fit force, but probably they're only going to last for a little bit, depending on what happens. Which hopefully should be nothing. Uh, I have a question. Have the mafiosos told me where this guy is? They haven't. In fact, the mafiosos are looking at you and they're like... uh, so we do have the guy's remains, but uh, we were hoping that you could head over to uh, where he was dead and buried, rather than uh, us bringing him over to you. I have a better idea. I, I order my mob to sick the two half-elves that are accompanying me. To sick him? <laughs> yep. Oh, what? Like, you want to attack him? Yep, I want to grab him. Oh, God, okay. Um, roll, roll command, then. <laughs> Alright. So 2d6 plus 1. Uh, I got a 8. There's an 8 then. So an, your, these, your undead army starts to move towards the two half-elves who look a little bit angsty. Like, what the hell do you think you're doing here, Richie? <laughs> it's very simple. You have the remains. Bring them to me. These... Um, skeletons then grab the two half-elves, and they look at you confused, and they say, We're not going to be able to fucking grab them, Richie, if your skeletons have got us grabbed up. <laughs> that's when, uh, that's what he he demands. He tell them where the remains are exactly. In the One location of the tomb. They look awkward and gulp, and they go, it's a village just outside of Charlotte It used to belong to the Hay Fever tribe, all right? The guy, <laughs> the guy's remains are there. They're being kept chilled, all right? God. <laughs> you just, what, you're just going to leave us here? Get kidnapped by these skeletons, Richie? <sighs> let him go. The skeletons let these two go. I, I was just, uh, I was just joking. I had to make sure, you know, I was, I was still at the snuff, you know? <laughs> he kind of waves his arms around a little bit. <laughs> the two of them look at Richie like, what? Like, who is, who is, who is this guy? What the fuck? But, but one of them shakes his head at him being like, 
we need we need this guy. Let's not like, <laughs> let's just try and put up with his bullshit as much as we his, can. His stupid evil impulses that just took over for a split second. <laughs> Alright, sorry, you know. Situations like this it you know boils up again. I can't help it. <laughs> I just get so excited to be evil. I just like I, I just love being evil. <laughs> okay, so these two will lead you then to where yeah. these where these guys' remains are, and you do have a small skeleton fighting force with you. I will say you have four yep. skeletons fighting for you. All right, you um, got four. As you head over then to the Hay Fever Village, now Richie, you have been in Shuttle Era for what weeks, months, I guess. Uh, yeah, I guess like maybe like half a year. Okay, <laughs> so I guess I can give you a little bit of information then, because the name the Hay Fever Tribe does stir something in your skull, which is that the Hay Fever tribe, about maybe a week or so before what happened at Trotalera Casa with King Pratt, um, they had all been wiped out by explosives. Them and members of a mafia family called the Staccatos, who their lead, uh, Vito Staccato, um, had been apparently blown to smithereens. What you remember... Uh, actually, roll 2d6 and see if I can give you any more information on this. Man, I'm just not doing good. Five. Oh, that's a five. That's all you can remember, though, that there was a guy called Vito Staccato who um, apparently had passed, uh, had been blown to smithereens alongside members of the Hay Fever tribe. And there is no... they. There was an investigation in place by the Dehio police force, but that is it. That is all the information that you know about that. As you head into the Hay Fever tribe, it is pretty much left as it was from those t- that time ago. Uh, basically abandoned, really. Nobody is living yeah. there at the moment. But roll another 2d6, and we'll, I'll give you a plus one on this. All right. Seven. All right. This is this is with the plus one, uh, nice. so it'd be seven. Nice. Yeah. You. Oh, there we go. It saved you. You do see evidence that maybe there was a crime scene investigation placed here, but you have you don't see you don't get any like feeling of activity around here at the moment outside of the activity that you have brought here. <laughs> All right. The two so... elves look at you then, and they go right. Follow us. It's not a. It's a bit of a grisly sight, but uh, I'm sure it's something that you're used to, Richie. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> in, in just in, yeah. <laughs> in this business, yeah. They bring yes. you into a hut that was used for food storage and take you downstairs, or well, kind of like a sort of a dugout they they used as a larder. The thing has been emptied out, except that there is a wooden bucket right in the middle of the room. Oh, God. The two uh, elves stand behind the bucket, and one of them gestures to it and says, Alright, that's Vito Staccato. Do your thing, Richie. Can I look in the bucket? You can. Um, It looks like awful in there. You can't... Oh, there, no discernible human... Be- there is basically 40% of a human being left in there and not in the uh, structure that you would remember it. 
they just kind of look at you and they say, look, we had to gather as much of Olvido as we could off the walls, off the floor. I'm pretty sure there's a mouth in there and a brain, so, you know, I should do the trick, right? I have a question. Did he have a wife? They look at each other. Uh, roll 2d6 to, check, to see if he did have a wife. All right, six plus three? Oh, that's, that's a nine. Yeah. Uh, they look back and they go, ah, he's had a couple of ways, but uh, none of them are near the hay fever tribe, unfortunately. Uh, are they alive? Uh, I'm pretty sure one of them is, yeah. Did he like that one? I mean, considering the amount of divorces he had, I don't think he particularly liked any of them. <laughs> Did he have anything that he liked? See, the problem is that I'm looking at a bucket of guts. If I revive him, he's going to freak out. They shook their shoulder. Well, that's not our problem. Look, if you want information out of him, it's either he's going to come out screaming or he's going to come out panting. <laughs> Which would you prefer? One of them face palms and said, well, we'd rather him asking questions. All right. All right, Necromancer. What do you need, then? What, what, what do you need to make this work? Just... What did Vito like most in this world? <laughs> they look at each other, and then look back at you. Uh, wine. Gold coin. <laughs> not being... People, people he could trust. He, he, he just kind of face palms. He goes, "This guy is so basic. Does he not like anything?" One of them taps their lips and then looks at the other one. Well, he was a big fan of a particular elven pastry that they could only make in uh, certain parts of Trottlera. A real lovely thing, flaky, had almonds on top of it. Can't remember the name of it though. Yeah, one of those would always, you know. He was a big guy, you know, used to eat those things all the time. Always bought him in a good mood. Loved good, loved good baking. You know what? It's funny. I actually have that type of pie back at the bake shop. Would you guys mind running and going getting it? You could take my uh, envoy with you. Roll... <laughs> Roll 2d6 and... You you are persuading them, but I'm going to put a minus yeah. one on this. So just roll straight to these. Because they already don't trust me. Yeah, they do not. Uh, oh, fuck. Five. They Actually, look, no. Yeah, five. They look at you and kind of... And then look around the room and it's like... <laughs> you're in a larder, Richie. Don't think you could bake something here? Ah, fine. He just snaps his fingers, and they, uh, his his little undead army is gonna come downstairs and start prepping it while he he readies to revive. Oh, the fantastic! Man in the bucket. Roll two d six plus one for command plus one for baking. All right, here we go. Man, the rolls are just not with me today. Oh no! <laughs> I rolled a three. Oh no! Plus two. Is a... Oh no! <laughs> They were soldiers that you brought back from the dead, not yeah, bankers, that is, unfortunately. That is fair. And there's just a comical montage of them, like, trying to move bags of flour and their bones, like, disconnects and, like, trying to roll stuff, but they got, like, creepy fingers, so it isn't quite working. You pretty much have to get hands on on this, as <laughs> these two half elves are just, like, rubbing their temples, like, 
God, this is far too much effort of what is what we wanted. You do eventually produce something. It looks like crap, but you have something. And they and they look at it and you, and they go, "It'll have to do, Richie. We have not got we have not got the time." Okay. Oh shit. <laughs> Well, if I if you guys would have ran to the bake shop, we could have had a better one. But whatever, no. <laughs> he just takes he takes a few of the fingers that came off in the pot, just tosses them to the floor. <laughs> yeah, there's just like bits of skeleton sticking out of the pie. Mm, bone in pie, tasty. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so, what do you do with that? Do you like? Do you like break it up in the bucket? I'm going to I'm going to hang on to it when I revive him to try and All right. appease his spirit in case he comes back extremely upset that he is his his remains are in a bucket. In that case, then roll two d six plus one for the dark arts <laughs> minus one for your terrible pastry. So just straight two d six. I love how terrible the skeleton is. I know. My god, I rolled a five. Oh god, no. <laughs> the bucket explodes. The two owls then are looking at you, and I guess, you know, what's the ceremony? What's the fact, like, do you just, like, move your hands he, around and speak? He, like he, yeah, he, he moves his hands around. He offers the bucket a few gold coins to to basically bribe the ferryman to bring uh, was it Vito back? Vito, yeah, yeah, to to bribe the ferryman to to, to cart Vito back to the shores of the living so that they may commune. Okay, and the room is starting to grow colder as that bucket is like heating up as life seems to return to it. You hear like squishing and squelching as like his body parts, like his brain and his heart and stuff, they do begin to reanimate, and like, through this dark, arcane magic, like, whatever remains there were of, like, Vito, um, Vito Staccato, he does start to, like, reanimate. And these two elves are looking at him, and they're just like, boss, you in there? I know it's a bit weird, but, uh, you wanna say something? Out of the bucket as they look at um they look over at you. Uh they look over at you, Richie. <laughs> I just I I wordlessly go over and drop the drop the pie in the bucket you, and I go, the spirit of Vito take my offering to calm thine soul. Okay. You break up the pastry then, and you kind of like almost like massage it into the meat of his like previous body, and occasionally, after after maybe about a minute, and you don't know whether that's because all the lung, all the air in his lungs is dissipated, or whether he is happy. The screaming does stop. Oh, thank God! The two elves, uh, the two half elves, then are looking. At, they kind of kneel down and they tap in the bucket and it's just like, Alright boss, you in there? Come on, you gotta say something. <laughs> boss, we gotta, we gotta ask you a couple of questions, okay? We gotta find out 
Who was the son of the bitch that blew you up in the first place, alright? Richie, you're kind of like watching this ceremony happen then, and you're just like, I don't know, you're just like chewing on your, um, you don't have nails. You're just kind of like scratching at your bones, like, you're playing, you're playing the xylophone on your ribs just to like, because you're bored, just, you're just passing the time. watching this scene play out. This you, has not been his day. You hear the sound of movement outside the hut, though. And you don't remember there being anyone in the village apart from you and the two elves. And I guess now Vito. <laughs> no. I, I send two of my undead warriors up to check it out. Uh, roll 2d6 plus command, then. Please, for the love of God, no fives. Alright, I got a nine. Hey, alright. <laughs> you point at the two skeleton warriors, then, and you go, you know, go up. See what's going on. Um, one of them instinctively grabs a uh, a rolling pin to protect themselves. Another one grabs a pan as they head on up. And you don't hear anything then for a few moments. But you look back over and eventually, like, these two, el- these two half hours are like, all right, v- come on, Vito, come on, come on. You're not going to be here for long. The pain will stop soon, all right? <laughs> Kicking the bucket, come on. Do something. They're, they're like they're trying to like make they're trying to massage the meat to like make it talk. So like, is that gonna work? <laughs> and eventually, they do manage to get a name out of uh, Vito, which is the son of a bitch. Mario Cucuto did this to me. They both look at each other and then look at you, and then they look back. And that was it, right? Nobody nobody else. It was Mario that blew you up, right? I did not see anyone else before I died. Actually, there was a big guy, but I didn't get much of a good look at him. But Mario, for sure. They slap their hands together and they go, All right, Richie, your job's done. All right. Send him back to the ferryman. We can't... Uh, he stinks and we're not enjoying this. Uh, do you have matches? Uh, they pat around on themselves to see if they have any matches. Uh, you hear upstairs the sounds of uh, arrows being fired and um, clashing. <laughs> uh, they, look at, they look at you, Richie, and they go, uh, What the fuck is that? I don't know. Uh, you want to go check? Uh, friends of yours, maybe? Hey, you want this guy to go back or not? Because, like, you know. <laughs> I'd prefer uh, to stay down here to send him on his way. After all, you you, you are probably more capable fighters than I. Me. Uh, Road to D6 plus one for commands. <laughs> uh, can't wait to roll a three. Oh, oh, I, oh, oh, hang on, let me re-roll that one. Okay, I got a six and a five. Oh, that's an eleven. Alrighty. Alright, we did it. I had to I had to catch the dice on the way down. Ah, oh, baby. They look at each other then, and then they look back at you. Uh one of them produces a small firearm from their pocket then as both of them go up to investigate what is going on. Leaving you and the bucket. Alright. I crack my knuckles finally, and nice. I I go to summon the ghost of Vito. 
Instead oh. of just reanimating his meat. Oh, awesome. Roll 2d6 plus, uh, plus one for the Dark Arts and plus one because you're actually putting your like, effort into this then. Yeah, alright. Alright, I got a six and a three. Oh, so when, um, plus two, so uh, eleven yeah. then, yeah? Yeah, heck yeah, we did hey, it! Alrighty, alrighty. <laughs> Finally! Um, the... <laughs> Um, the room starts to heat up a little bit again, then, as a vision, almost kind of like a photograph developing, appears over the bucket of meat. Um, you see in front of you, um, as a kind of a vision of how he died, a rotund, kind of overweight um, half-elf wearing a port pie hat and a ill-fitting black suit. Um... The side of his face and his arm are basically blasted from, like, an explosion. It's kind of, like, kept him as he looked in his kind of passing moments. And he is looking down at the meat and then looking at you and he goes, What kind of dark arts are these? The ones that your friends have forced me to undertake. Now I have a question for you. Why are these two... Gentlemen, so interested in why you died. They don't seem to be big fans of yours. He looks around and he goes, Well, I suppose they're asking how I died because they think that it might have been a gang related hit. Hmm. Tell you what. <clears throat> Do you have, like, maybe. Do you have a bank account, maybe? Like a safe? I would rather that gold goes to my family. They told me you didn't have a family. Family in the figurative sense. But he's also oh. looking shifty-eyed like he doesn't really want to give his money up. <laughs> I see, you're adopted. That is very unfortunate. Look... I will. My character just does not understand organized yeah, crime in the he slightest. He just doesn't care. Yeah. All right. Look. Uh, you give me the code to the safe. I will make sure the money ends up in good hands. What do you mean? Why can't it not just rest like I am? <laughs> can I roll command in dark arts to just force him to tell Yeah, me no, safe? of course you can. Yeah, roll 2d6 right, yeah. plus command plus dark arts. His, his, his eyes start to glow a fire as he, as he tightens his grip. Yeah. Alright, let me see. I got a 7. Okay. So, obvious, <laughs> so obviously the forces that be have control over the living, but as a lich and a necromancer, Basically, this guy is like a puppet on a string to you, and you make his ghost feel intense pain as, like, you put you splay your fingers out, and he's like, You will tell me the code to the safe, or you will never get your justice. <coughs> okay, okay. I will tell you, I, I will tell you, just let me go. I need to, I want to die. Alright, I release my grasp. Okay. Uh, as he explains the very odd sequence of, okay, so you need to go to this guy in Trottelair, and then you got to talk to this guy, and then, like, there's a couple of safes, and there's a couple of keys that you need to use. One is in the shape of a ring, and you have to... You hear, like, a war zone has erupted above you. <laughs> Things have just turned to hell outside. 
as I'm squeezing it from as I'm squeezing this Resident Evil level puzzle out of this guy. Yeah, exactly. Um, he does eventually tell you like all the combinations that you need to get into his bank account, but he doesn't want to be there anymore. He's he's done. Yeah. All right. So we got the name of the guy. I got the code to the safe, yeah. and uh, maybe I'll go and maybe I'll go and touch that so I can franchise my business. Hell yeah. <laughs> Right. Heck yeah. So, but the issue now is that, well, you've got the ghost of uh, Vito Staccato, yeah. you have two of your skeleton boys, and, uh, yeah, hell on earth is happening outside <laughs> the hut. Uh, I, I kick over the bucket, and I strut upstairs. <laughs> okay. I just kick it over and screw the guy. Oh, so his ghost is just, just kind of, like, hovering there, looking at the meat bucket, and he was like... Is this going to send me back? And you just, like, leave? Yeah, it'll, it'll wear off in, like, five years. Have yeah, fun! You're, yeah, you're, you're gonna peter out, don't worry. Okay, bye! <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just, just, like, strut back upstairs. What do I see with my with my now evil eyes? Okay, uh, roll 2d6. Um, plus one, because you're in a good situation to get abreast of the situation. What the fuck? Okay, I'll give you a bit of information then, and it's going to lead to a bit of trouble. Um, you stick your head out, and what you see outside are your two skeleton warriors who are looking pretty worse for wear, like they're losing arms and ribs and stuff like that, and these two mafiosos who, it also looks like other people have joined the fight on their side, which is weird. They are fighting against <laughs> members of the Decio police force, which you can tell because they're wearing, like, kind of cloth armor which has got like their name emblazoned across them and they are fighting with swords and crossbows doing right. so sticking your head out with your magical glowing eyes one of the members of the Daniel <laughs> police force looks over sees you inside with the two skeletons and goes there's the lich get him <laughs> uh, <laughs> I, I go to hold one of my skeletons up as a human shield okay uh, <laughs> uh, round 2d6 plus 1 then Because you're using a skeleton as a uh, bit of defense Please for love of god No, no snake eyes Oh thank god I rolled an 8 Ah oh, sweet alright You hold the skeleton up then And this thing just gets riddled in arrows Like one goes through its skull Another one goes through its leg Stuff like that um, And But unfortunately like this thing is like Falling apart you can no longer Use it as a human shield Basically, you either you need to like you need to figure a way out of this situation. Uh, 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 uh. <laughs> I have an idea. Hit me. Uh, how many bodies are strewn across the hay fever thing? The hay fever crater, I should say. Um, there is like meat left over of other members of the hay fever tribe, but there's but it's like started to decay and stuff like that. But there's. Maybe enough. Right. There's maybe enough that you could generate a new person, like a golem. I, I was gonna say meat golem. Let's do it. Plus, all right, two d six plus command plus the dark arts. Please, for the love of God, just work. No. What did he get? I got a three. Oh no. Your magic does kick in, and this meat does start to kind of pull together to form something. Unfortunately, this thing is a creature of pure chaos. It has no lords or masters. 
and you being the closest thing to it, it attacks you first. Uh, I will say roll 2d6 minus 1 to see how bad this hurts you. Six. Five. Oh no. Um this thing hits like there was quite a lot of meat left over and even like because this was a pantry, like it even pulled in like chicken and pork (laughs) and stuff like that to basically create like a sort of a almost a meat slug. This thing hits you with so much weight that you take two like you take too harm from this. Ouch. Your bones like the bones in your legs are brittle from what is done. It might even be the first death on this show. I mean technically your guy is already dead. I mean the the, the, the first I guess knockout, I guess. Yeah, the, the first KO, yeah. I guess we'll see what happens. Man. Uh, the Dekio police force then are starting to, um, some of them, um, so the one who shot your skeleton and another one want to convene on the building then. You still have one skeleton left, uh, and the two outside. And this meat monster. <laughs> I have an idea. Hit me. It's, it's the thing that saved me from a life of poverty. We're gonna bake. <laughs> <gasps> Did it. Did it. Right. So I we'll, can't I can't wait to roll two ones. Well walk me through it. So how are you using baking to help you here? Alright, so I, I I grab the other skeleton and I go, look, you you suck at baking. You're not great at it. But if we could make maybe if we can like maybe throw together some donuts, maybe the cops and the meat golem will leave us alone. Forget about the forget about the organ forget about the elves. They're they're on their own. Okay. We had nothing to do with any of this. Okay. That... Oh, wait, the ghost is still there. Oh, yeah, the ghost is still... All right. Whoa, 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 whoa. yeah. That's true, and the ghost. Uh, roll 2d6, uh, plus one for command, plus one for baking, and minus one because you are harmed. All right, so, so plus, plus one. Plus two. Oh, plus one? Yeah, just plus oh, one. Oh, yeah, plus one. Hey, I rolled a nine. Hey, all right, that's a ten, baby. We're back, we're back in the pink, baby. <laughs> I need to stay in this basement. The rolls are good down here. (laughs) (laughs) The skeleton nods its skull at you and gets to work, essentially. You do your best to try and keep this meat monster off your legs (laughs) as you're, like, trying to push your way away from the Dekio police force. Eventually, the skeleton does produce um, donuts, like, soaking in hot oil. That uh, used to make it. So, what do you want to use the skeleton? What do you want to use the skeleton? So, you want to use the donuts to like ward away <laughs> the meat monster and ward Dude, away yeah. the, the cops. I, I grab one of the donuts. I'm just gonna fling it upstairs and I'm gonna shout, "Peace offering! Peace offering!" Roll two d six plus. Uh, we'll say just plus one for this then. <laughs> plus one. Cops like donuts. Meat monsters like donuts. Oh. It's a win win. The six. Well, you rolled a six, but that's a seven, right? With a plus one, or is that a five? Yeah, a yeah. Okay. No, no, I rolled. It was a, it was a five and a plus one. Oh no! 
You throw boiling hot oil then and these donuts up the uh, up from the basement. Um, the meat monster is completely scorched and even angrier from what it, from what you've done. Um, the donuts have slid across the floor, and although the Dekio police force do look at them with some intrigue, I, they don't think it's the right time for that. And plus, they're on the floor now, so that's not good. Uh, roll 2d6 plus 1 to defend yourself against the meat monster again. This is going so hard. This is so bad. This is what would happen in episode 1 if those rolls didn't go through. I know. I got a 9. Okay, so that's a 10. Oh, but you rolled a 9 or you rolled a... Yeah, I rolled a 9. Okay, okay, so that's a 10 then. Alright. You manage to jive out of the way of the meat monster as it um, shoots across from you and it falls into the basement behind you with the ghost. Um, there are two Dekio police officers um, upstairs. One of the skeleton, the skeleton that you put on baking duty tries to wrestle one back, only leaving one then kind of on his own. Meanwhile, the chaos outside continues to rage on, but they kind of seem to be only interested in themselves, essentially. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to lean up against the wall and I'm just going to say I have some information that may be of use to you <laughs> I'll come quietly Roll 2d6 plus 1 for well um, I was going to give you plus 1 for persuasion but it's a minus 1 because you are you are All right. farted in this case <laughs> I'm giving up I'm just going to snitch on the mob and tell them how to get the money Maybe I could go into witness protection Oh, man. Uh, oh, my God. I got a six plus a three. Oh, we got... That is a nine, then. That is a nine on the top. Yeah. All right. The police officer kind of looks confused at what you're doing, but you're like, I give up. I don't want to fight no more. <laughs> um, he puts out handcuffs ready for you to submit, essentially. Yeah. Oh, you do? <laughs> yeah, I give up. Okay. He slaps those cuffs on you, and he's and then he looks behind him, and he's like, it's going to be a bit tricky getting you out of this situation, but we're going to try, all right? That police officer then gets attacked by the meat monster. <laughs> behind him. Oh, can, I, can I desperately use my dark arts to try and do something? Roll 2d6... Flat because plus one for the dark house, but minus one because you're handcuffed. Hey, let's see, I rolled the nine. I rolled a seven. Hey, all right. No eight. I rolled an eight. Oh, okay. Uh, hey, even, six and a two. Hey, even better then. You awkwardly then manage to shake your hands around, and you're able to kind of like dissipate. You're kind of able to take Garnish the spell. To, yeah, you've managed to you've managed to take the spell off the meat golem. It doesn't go quietly into the good night, however. Roll two d six to see how much harm you take. Oh man, this has gone horribly wrong. This has gone terribly wrong. Six. This meat golem explodes, and <laughs> the ghost of Vito is terrified because it's much like the explosion that killed him. <laughs> We just hear a scream downstairs. The police officer is, like, almost ripped to shreds by bone that, like, exploded out this thing. Meanwhile, you are just completely blasted by chunks of meat. 
you take two more harm as like your arm has come off as a result. You are you are not well anymore. Hey, the good news is at least I'm out of the handcuffs. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. So the handcuffs now free from your arm coming off. <laughs> You have an opportunity to escape if you want, but... How many cops are left? So the cop he was going to bring you in is, like, dazed and bleeding out. Um, the There's, like, two more outside, but like I said, they are just interested in fighting those two um, uh, mafiosos. And okay. I'm going to run like hell outside. I'm just going to make a mad dash back home. Roll 2d6 minus 2, because of your harm. Oh my god. Hey, I rolled a 5. Oh no. It, it's just a flat 5. That's it was just... a 7, but minus 2, it's a 5. Oh no. You uh... hobble out of this hut. And try and get away from the situation. But one of the Decio police officers does manage to see you do this. And in one last thing of, like, trying to stop you, shoots an arrow off. Roll a flat 2d6 to see how this goes. Good night, Irene. Alright. Twelve. Oh my god. God, that arrow hits you in the leg and you drop. You're not going to say any harm from this, but like, I can, I'll give you an option. That guy thinks that you're down for the count now. You can either continue to try and escape or you can just give up now. I play dead. I play dead. I'm done. Okay, that police officer thinks that you were one of the animated skeletons that attacked them, and now that they're, like, dissipated, like, he just takes his attention off of you. This fight continues on for another 20 minutes until the police officers chase the, um, follow these mafiosos, like, further into the forest. You're just left... At the Hay Fever tribe, where everything has gone, like, deathly quiet, as you're just, like, dead in- Well, you're pretending to be dead in the middle of all this. I, I slowly get up, and I start to hobble home. <laughs> God. I, I'm going to- I'm going to, like- <laughs> I'm going to find a severed arm, I'm going to take my cloak, and I'm just going to tie it around the arm to make a flag, and I'm going to wave it all the way home. Oh, what, like, I give up, I give up. <laughs> yeah, I surrender. <laughs> Roll 2d6 plus 1 to see what happens, then. <laughs> you show to the gates of Trottelera and you immediately get shot. <laughs> you get blown to pieces. <laughs> I rolled a 9. Okay. You're, you do that flag waving like, I give up, there's nothing more, I can't do this anymore. Mm. All the way back to Trottelera. <laughs> you don't get attention from anyone doing this. <laughs> Not even the police officers, like, know what the hell is he doing. Like, what, 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 what's this? 
<laughs> I just, I just nod. Officers. <laughs> As he slowly limps to his bake shop. <laughs> and you are left Man. then to sit in your bake shop and then and contemplate what has happened. One of your zombie boys comes in and says, Are you okay, boss? I don't know. I think I think I found out that I'm better at baking than I have anything else. <laughs> he pats your shoulder again, causing his arm to fall off, but rather than reattach it, he grabs it with his other hand and pats you with the hand that he's uh, holding. I... I, I uh... <laughs> I think I, I need to go to the hospital. <laughs> sir, you're, you're already dead. <laughs> I show him my missing arm. <laughs> oh, right. Okay. Uh, so is that your plan then? You're going to hope that somebody in a hospital can fix an undead lich? <laughs> You know what? Maybe we should try a taxidermy shop. I don't know oh. what taxidermy places are open at, it, at this time. Of You'd be surprised, <laughs> I guess. I will say this much then, which is you do get the opportunity to try and fix yourself up, but it does leave two things in the air, which is you don't know what happened to those mafiosos <laughs> who originally contacted you because they could always yeah. come back. And yeah. you still have information regarding um, the vault. Yes. I I want to patch myself up first because the plan now is that I'm going to trick my way into that vault, grab as much money as I can, change my name and move to a different city. Okay. We're leaving. Then let's do it like this then. Roll 2d6 All and right. we'll add plus one for persuasion, plus one for the plan. <laughs> Desperately trying to salvage this. Oh my god. I got a seven. Okay. Alright. I will say this much then, and we'll kind of do it almost in montage, which is, you yeah. do eventually manage to find somebody within the city who can help you patch yourself back together again. Some Another fellow necromancer, essentially, who kind yeah. of pu- <laughs> just kind of pops you back together again. They didn't go into the bakery business, though. They kind of do this, you know, on yeah. the sneak. Yeah. You reckon... You can't go back to your bakery anytime soon because it will be not only under watch by um, the Mafia family, but it's potentially they could rat you out and they know who you are. So you then decide, let's go after this vault then and let's try and make that happen. You are successful. However, the vault is another trap set up by the Decchio police force. And (laughs) what I will say is, I will try. I will let you get away with a scot free, but roll two d six to see how much cash you managed to make away with. Oh man, this is great. <laughs> oh, all right, eight. You being a skeleton are able to stuff your ca- empty cavities with a lot of gold, making yourself almost look like a rotund man as you leave. However, some of the Decchio police force are able to get some shots off on you in quite a fabulous array of 
uh, it's like a fabulous action scene that it, that happens all around you. Some stray bullets do hit that giant gold bag that you're using like a fake belly, and you do lose quite a lot of the riches as you leave. But you do have enough to essentially move business elsewhere, but you cannot retire. <laughs> business has to continue. <laughs> oh my god. Oh no. Oh no. And so, I guess with that, what I will ask is, because unfortunately, poor Mr. Ritchie's adventure has kind of come to a bad end, but <laughs> he has at least, he can, well, unlive another day, I suppose. <laughs> I suppose. So, tell me, what oh is what does the future look like for Ritchie? Days, weeks, months, uh, Let's see. Uh, I assume he's going to go next door to the nearby kingdom of of uh t- t- what is the name of this see. kingdom go on yeah yeah let's see we got we got trottelair let's do uh let's do the kingdom of Jogalot. kingdom of Jogalot, yeah. which is yeah Jogalot. <laughs> the kingdom of Jogalot, which is not quite as impressive as uh trottelair it hasn't got most of its facilities and a tiny bit more xenophobic <laughs> than uh trottelair unfortunately <laughs> For you, but it is the only place that was willing to, uh, you know, has a business open that you could move into. Yeah, uh, he he's going to change his name to Dave. <laughs> Dave, just Dave, Big Dave. He he's never heard of Richie De La Jean, and he's never heard of the mob. He's never heard of Vito, who is probably still haunting that basement to this very day. Mm. <laughs> And he he he's just going to hire one normal guy to work <laughs> rather than the undead. He, 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 the undead handle the janitorial duties like oh, trash, okay. but he's going to just pay normal human beings to work in his kitchen. And what eventually happens is because of that. The front, the human beings end up becoming a bit more front of house as they become a bit more success, successful in the client front end side of selling the pastries. Whereas Richie is still collecting the money, but you know he's less of a he's he's less you know he's less of the face of the business. Unfortunately, and I'm yeah, not sure how he feels about that. He's he's like an actual lich. He's he's more of a behind the scenes kind of guy. We sort of like do a kind of a sad kind of camera pull out as it's like Richie in the kitchen is like a vignette grows around him as he just <laughs> continues to like sully and bake for the rest of his that, days. The, the, fucking, the, the MGMT song time to pretend slowly fades in. It's just like Richie, Richie bakes now in private in the privacy of his own home. <laughs> <laughs> Vito was never sent back from whence he was came. <laughs> Words are now it's a tourist trap along the highway. <laughs> the two the two mobsters reported back to their boss, in which they were told a screaming skeleton, a screaming bone man stole like a good portion of their money. <laughs> oh, man. No. I, I don't think I crippled the mob, but I, but I at least managed to salvage it enough to save myself. You you definitely have dented them, and they will be looking for Richie Dillard. They'll be looking for Richie, but whether they'll ever find him is the question. But I suppose maybe. Nobody, nobody's seen the face of Big Dave except those who work for him. 
<laughs> but finally, Big Dave's Bakery does have a cartoon skull as its logo. Weirdly yeah. enough. <laughs> Odd, isn't it? Yeah, funnily Hopefully enough. Hopefully they never come over to the kingdom of Jogalot. <laughs> Maybe they'll tell them to jog on. We'll see. <laughs> Why don't you go over to Walkathon? He might be there. Oh yeah, maybe. Yeah, he's at the kingdom <laughs> of uh, a kingdom of Sprint a lot. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so <laughs> leisurely stroll village. Leisurely stroll village. <laughs> they're, they're all very active. They're, they're, you know, it's a very yeah, active consonant, yeah. of course. It's it's actually a, it's actually a uh, exercise resort. Oh, is it? Oh, yeah. The whole thing. The whole thing is an illusion. It is just an exercise resort that got out of hand. They they started their own nation. <laughs> it's like it was. It used to be a resort town, and now it's its own. <laughs> yeah, of course. Oh, it's uh. The economy's backed by tourism. <laughs> Man. <laughs> oh. So I think, I think that's a fitting end for him. I think so too. <laughs> As MGMT plays over it, an iris closing on him. Uh, I can't believe we just acted out an episode of The Sopranos. Oh yeah, that episode of The Sopranos where they where they hire an undead lynch to lynch to bring back uh, Junior okay. Soprano. Yeah. <laughs> What's the code of the safe? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I didn't even think I had a safe. I have a safe. <laughs> I got safes. Am I safe? <laughs> uh, so how did you find that? <laughs> you know, I'm glad I bumbled every single roll. I'm, I'm glad this turned into a comedy of errors. It did. It turned into it turned into like an episode of Fargo. It was, it was astonishing. <laughs> I I have never rolled that badly in my entire life. I don't think anyone's. I think. Maybe, funnily enough, episode two of season one, we had a lot of really yeah. bad roles. So, yeah. You know like, what's funny? Yeah. Same location. Yeah! <laughs> I think the place is just cursed. Do you know? Do you know what? The place is haunted, and now it is actually haunted. <laughs> I made it actually haunted. You made it actually haunted. God. I'm glad with my contributions to the, to the game world. The lore, the lore I've added to it of there's a mafioso ghost living in a basement, and now we have the Kingdom of Jogathon. Kingdom of Jogathon and the and the basement mafioso ghost. <laughs> and, and now there is just a mysterious bake shop tended to by zombies who haven't seen their lich in years. Oh God, yeah, because they're not go. They haven't gone anywhere. Those guys, they're still there. <laughs> They're gonna run in. They're, they're to just gonna them. work till they run out of battery power. That's uh, that's them. Oh, that's sad. Oh God. Maybe 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 uh, R- Big Dave will will send somebody over there with a torch to burn it down for insurance. <laughs> Finally, put them to rest. You know what? I'm pretty sure. You know what? It's the perfect cover. The mob still thinks he's there because oh, the zombies are still tending it. Oh my God. They start asking the zombies, like, where is he? And he's just like, I don't know. And it's like, you, you guys don't have a brain or something? And they, like, open their head up like a hat and show it's empty. <laughs> they, they just hand him the IOU slips. Oh, yeah, they just open the chest, which just, just explodes with IOU slips. Uh. <laughs> they haven't actually gotten any money in years. They just hand, they just wordlessly hand people pies. <laughs> They just love to bake. They can't stop. <laughs> they they were literally brought back with the purpose of baking. And that's what they're gonna do. 
They just can't stop. That, that, that is what they were born to do. It's just golems of flesh they constantly bake. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, Perfect. Good. That was a lot of fun. Well, oh, good. I'm glad to hear it. I'm glad to. I'm glad to hear that you had you had good fun. As uh, I, I, I really enjoyed this. I like Rich. I like yeah. Richie a lot. Oh, maybe. Yeah. Maybe we may see him again. Who knows? I, I hope we see him again. <laughs> I think. I don't think he's ever gonna do evil ever again. It didn't. He almost got arrested twice. <laughs> That's like that's gonna just that's just gonna be his like his Twitter profile, which is I try to be evil, but I almost got arrested twice. <laughs> oh, oh god, that was perfect. Oh. That was amazing. Oh good. <laughs> well, I guess with that then, I, I think this might be I think this might be a good place to wrap up. So before yeah. we do, uh, are there any um, are there any uh, final shout outs or anything you want to promote before we? Uh... Uh... Yeah, Snake, uh, he finally, he's releasing Yakuza 5 in That's parts. True. That's true. We don't know, we don't know when this episode goes up, so it could be part 2 it or could, part 3 yeah. or whatever that might be out by yeah. this time, so we don't know. But... Yeah, you could have, you could have hours of content by the time this goes up to go, to go learn about Yakuza 5, the yeah. biggest game ever made. It is a huge game. Dense game. Very, very thick. <laughs> Every frame's a painting, it's so dense. <laughs> a picture says a thousand words and this video runs at 60 frames a second so thanks how many words that was there <laughs> it's perfect it is perfect uh. <sighs> <laughs> should, we leave, should we leave things there then I guess yeah yeah I think that would right. be perfect well, I guess for that, then, right. um, links will in be the in the uh, description below. And uh, thank you all for listening to Quest at Home, which... Uh, oh my god, my brain stopped working because of this because uh, of the adventure we've been on. Uh, thank you for listening to Quest and Show at Home. If you listen to it on the podcast service, uh, please leave us a uh, review. Or if you listen to this on YouTube, uh, like and leave a comment. I would also like to thank the Patreon producers that made this episode possible, which include Chasm, Valerie B., and VG. Uh, if you would like to help with the production of uh, episodes, a question show, or anything else that I make, uh, please consider supporting me on Patreon over at patreon.com forward slash hot cider. H-O-T-C-Y-D-E-R. And until next time, uh, we'll see you all again uh, soon, and goodbye for now.